Welcome to the Empower, Solve, Protect podcast, hosted by David Levine, founder and CEO of Go West IT. Go West IT guides businesses to opportunity while protecting them from harm on the digital frontier. The Empower, Solve, Protect podcast explores digital transformation strategies and journeys of successful entrepreneurs and business leaders. All right, everyone, thanks very much for joining us for another edition of Empower, Solve, Protect. I'm very, very honored and pleased to have Bjorn Nordman with us today. Bjorn spent over 20 years with HP in a multitude of roles, ranging from support and solutions manager, program manager for large complex outsourcing contracts, account management for some of HP's largest enterprise accounts, and manager of strategic connections. He moved on from HP to be CRO and sales and partnership roles with top edge computing companies, data analytics companies, the Blackstone Entrepreneurs Network of Colorado, and is now Senior Vice President of Sales and Partnerships for Datava. Datava provides data warehousing, customer relationship management, and data analytics solutions to community banks and community credit unions throughout the United States. So Bjorn, thanks so much for joining us today. We've had discussions before. I know we'll have another great conversation now. Really appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me. This will be awesome. So I I normally start talking with people about digital transformation. You're in the digital transformation world. And because both of us have experience uh, serving financial institutions, primarily uh, community banks and credit unions, I kind of want to dive straight into that topic with you, if that's okay. So, you know, I think banks and credit unions really have been on the forefront of digital transformation for a long time. We didn't always call it digital transformation, but, you know, banks brought online banking, mobile banking, Um, payment systems, that really is digital transformation. Um, So I think they can be credited for a lot of that. I think now, though, some banks struggle uh, with what that looks like. You're in the digital transformation world. What do you think digital transformation looks like for financial institutions at this point? I think that's one, it's a great question and and very well outlined. I think The biggest thing that I see financial institutions struggling with today is really siloed data. There are a ton of phenomenal solution providers out there that are addressing digital transformation for very specific needs, right? So you have, as you said, in online banking and in mobile banking and in uh, like chat support, there have been so much um, advancements have been made over the past 10, 15, 20 years. However, every one of those solutions, in my opinion, is providing a very targeted uh, solution, right? And so you have credit unions, you have banks that have, on average, somewhere between 30 and 50, if not more, solution providers that are all doing a phenomenal job at what they need to do, but they're very siloed. When, I don't know if you've had this experience, but when you call a bank and you're asking, a very specific question, they can answer that. If you ask one more question about a different topic, it's typically I get the answer of crap. Hold on one second. Let me pull up another system because the answer to your question is in a different system. And so um, I believe there are some statistics out there that the average financial services call center agent, so frontline staff, right, wastes about 5.3 hours a week on waiting for data. 
if you do the math, that's what, 15% roughly of their time, or maybe you know, somewhere between 12 and 15%, just waiting for data, which also means the end customer or the member for a credit union is waiting for that same amount of time, right? And so I think the next step in a, from a digital transformation perspective for these banks and credit unions is how do I overcome the data silos? Because that way I can make my staff more efficient. I can make them happier in how they do their work, which ultimately leads to a better member experience, to a better customer experience, to a faster customer experience, which then also means I can actually do more with my time. And so I think that's that's the next step. Yeah, boy, you hit the nail on the head there, I think. And you really moved us right out of financial services and into really every business today. I think that in general, businesses are looking for ways to be more efficient and the best efficiency gains are often, how can we have our people sitting and waiting or looking for data? How can we avoid them sitting and waiting for data or looking for data? Um, I know that at Go West IT, we've spent a lot of time and we've invested in some really smart people who were good with data to put our data into a, a single warehouse where we can mm -hmm. then design very good reporting to simplify jobs. And we're doing that largely because our primary cost is people. Uh, we're in the service yes. industry, so banks and credit mm -hmm. unions also in the service industry. And so they're paying their people to do these things. You know, we can't necessarily have less people. We just want them to be able to do more valuable things with their time. Right. Um, so Datava does that in some in some areas for financial institutions. Um, is that is it a similar approach? Are you aggregating data or are you taking data silos and making them talk together? How does that happen for you? So our largest credit union client today calls us essentially the QSO that connects all the QSOs or that brings all the QSOs together. So when you look at Datava, and um, I always talk about Datava essentially being, you know, fundamentally based on four particular pillars. And that first pillar is data warehousing. And But with data warehouse, to do it right, you have to have data integration, data aggregation, and then data curation. Because as you probably have experienced in your journey to a data warehouse, there's a couple of questions you need to ask yourself in the beginning. First question is, why am I actually doing this, right? A data warehouse for the sake of having a data warehouse is essentially useless. You have to think about what questions am I trying to answer that I can't have answers to today because the data is siloed. And the only way to get answers to that question is by bringing that data from different places into one place where I have now integrated it. But if I only do that once a month, then I also am sitting, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sitting potentially on outdated information. So that data integration needs to happen on a consistent basis, right? It could be nightly, it could be real time, and it could be anything in between, like near real time and so on. <clears throat> then you have to um, aggregate it, right? So now you have it all together, and then you have to curate it. As you probably have also experienced is different systems have different identifiers. In your banking system, you might be identified by an account number. In your credit card system, you are identified by a credit card number. Um, in your marketing solution, you might be identified by an email address. In your LOS, you might be identified by a social security number. <clears throat> now, 
most of the systems have multiple pieces of that information, but it's not your true identifier. And so as part of the data curation and aggregation, you have to figure out what are the common denominators and bring it all together so that now your data warehouse and your data analytics that can actually look at that information um, can see you for being you and not for seeing 15 different data sources as 50, 15 independent pieces of information. It all needs to come together. When you have that full integration, credit unions and banks for that matter, we believe know more about their customers than Amazon knows about their shoppers. Yeah, it's, a, it's amazing. I think that's a, a really astute observation. I think uh, that when you start talking digital transformation to businesses who haven't gone very far down the path of warehousing and analytics, that they, I think most of them know they'd like to do that. Yes. Um, they understand that there's value in that, but there's a pretty big gap in going from where they are today to where they think they can go. And the, the first thing you said about understanding what you want to do with that data is so key. Um, so, you know, what's what's the end game here? I've found through our journey that that changes as we get visibility to the data. In fact, last week um, we set our data engineer off on a, lot, a little project to give us some specific information about our clients uh, uh, use of Microsoft Intune. Um, he did yes. a great job, came back in about two weeks and said, here's the data you asked for. And it was not only better and more than what I asked for, but the volume and type of data that we found uh, changed what we planned to do with the data. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my our initial thoughts on what we needed, uh, number one, the data, data we had made that whole question more complex. Um, so one of the gaps that I think businesses have is that you know, oftentimes when you talk data warehousing or putting data into cloud, there's a perception that maybe it's just as easy as sucking all the data in and yep. couldn't be further from the truth. The organization, the integration of those different identifiers is so crucial and it takes a skill set that very few businesses have. At least they don't have agreed. today. Yep. And so you get a service provider like Datava that has that skill set and brings that to the table or you hire someone like what Go West IT has done for, for our business to do that on our own. I think there are pluses and, and minuses to both, but just understanding that that's a skill set that, that many businesses won't have today is really crucial. Um, do you find that when you talk to businesses? 100%. And so a couple of things to that. I think, you know, data warehousing and um, getting answers to questions become in my world a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you don't put both together, right, you don't get answers or you have a data warehouse that's useless and you've invested a lot of money and time into building this shiny little object. But if you don't combine them together, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy of uselessness, right? Um, and so, when I talk with customers or prospects and they come to me and say, we want to buy the data warehouse from Datava, the first question is always, why? What are you actually trying to accomplish? Because building a data warehouse without the end questions in mind, again, becomes a waste of money. And then if you have the questions in mind, and this is part of, part of what you were saying that is so amazing in this journey is, 
typically the first questions people come and ask are limited questions because they have no realization of what could questions be if they had all the data on all the data unsiloed, right? Limited questions it, because limited it, it, data. Exactly. And so I one of one of the things I ask them is if you had a magic wand and you could remove all the limitations in the world today, what would questions be that you could potentially ask of your staff, right? Dear CEO, or um what would you want to do with the outcome of that data, right? Just because you have an answer to a particular question doesn't mean you now know what to do with it. And that's where traditional analytic solutions, in my opinion, fall short because, you know, you get the data, you analyze it, and then, so what now? Now you have potentially um, actionable insight, but it becomes really difficult to actually do anything with that, which is where Datava is, in my opinion, so vastly different and why we call ourselves the only true data activation platform that is deployable to the entire staff of a financial institution, which means data analytics typically sits within a data analytics team, right? And then the CEO says, I have a board meeting next week. Can you run these metrics for me? Or um, a branch manager says, how am I doing compared to other branches, right? And they always come back to that data analytics team, and then they have to run reports, put it into PDF, and email it. That's a traditional thing, right? Yeah. With what what you've probably seen, and where um, kind of going back to the second part of your question around where do we see staff and people are going, is um, if you don't. Number one, it's really difficult to hire good analysts. Number two, it's really difficult to retain them because there's yet another financial institution out there that will poach your people and then you have backfill issues. So you have to find a solution, a, um, a sustainable solution for that. And in my opinion with that, you have to find the right solution provider who has a, a solution package that can help you. You have to find the right services solution provider who will take that consistent um, hiring and potentially staff overturn problem away from you. And then lastly, if your solution provider from a data warehouse data activation perspective is holistic, you can actually deploy your solution to the entire financial industry, uh, financial services, uh, to, the to the financial institution, hopefully with limited amount of um, regular requirement on that analyst position, which you should still have potentially, um, but it's not for everyone in the financial institution to go to that analyst and say, run a new report for me because they have a solution and a solution provider that will actually help them, right? So yeah. you want frontline staff to use the data all the way up to the CEO, to the CFO, to everyone on a constant basis. And that's that data activation component, yeah. right? That so many solution providers are missing. You're right. You, you've got to get it down to the place where the people who are are using the data can manipulate that data or access that data in real time is the is the Correct. ultimate goal. And we find that that uh, once we've designed a particular dashboard or report that then that's people start using that for things we didn't necessarily intend it for at the beginning. You know, we might have yes. intended it for some reporting on a key uh, performance indicator, but we find that people are using it to determine um, a, a project scope for an initiative that a customer has. And that's where that activation happens. 
there's I know we've got some sh a short amount of time here. There's one more thing I want to key on, Go on. and that's that uh, beyond the the place and kind of the plan to to put that data into a warehouse and then the expertise, which we focused on those data engineers to make make it happen and, and make all the identifiers work together and make it possible. You also have a data governance um, uh, challenge and a documentation challenge, a DevOps development operations challenge that I think a lot of businesses don't understand when they talk about data analytics or data warehousing or um, yep. digital transformation, they don't understand that that's also a component they're going to have to grapple with. So, you know, if you just turn it over to a person, that person goes off and does some magic and gives you the data you want, and then that person leaves. It, all too often, we're going to see a new person come in and say, well, I wouldn't have organized it this way. I would have done it another way, and you're back to square one. That's where DevOps, really good documentation, a platform to manage that so that you can continually grow on top of what you've already done. You want to stand on the shoulders of the people that came before you. Another key benefit, I think, of going with a solution provider, if there's a good solution provider in your industry or niche, I, I know that's, you know, Datava fills that role in your in your world. Have you seen that also? 100%. I think, um, you know, coming coming back to your earlier question and kind of my answer to that is, when you think about credit unions, and this is true for banks as well, but let me talk about credit unions for a second. Um, there are, what, 5,000 credit unions in the United States, and about half of them are less than $100 million in asset size. And so when you think about that $100 million asset size, that's roughly a credit union of about 20 employees. And where I think the challenge comes then with employees is just like in any organization, what is your key, uh, what's your core competency as an organization? And so when we talk about service providers in the IT world, it's at that level of an organization, you might have one employee, right? So what career path can you offer to that one employee in IT? Is that employee gonna be the best at everything or the best at nothing? or somewhere in between, right? And so my view is there are obviously very large organizations out there that can afford having an IT department of 200 people, or that can afford to have a finance department of 50, however many employees. But there are organizations that truly should think about, am I providing the best employee experience to my employees because I try to have everyone on staff versus trying to find solution providers that they can work with who have as their core competency either finance or IT or or data warehousing solution providers or data analytic companies um, that have data analysts on staff that because they're outsourced as part of the solution provider, um, they have a career path. They have all sorts of different things and they can focus on what they want to focus on versus trying to be everything to everyone inside that financial institution. And I think that is key, you know, go West. You should, you experience this on a daily basis that you can hire somebody who becomes an IT help desk person, but you can actually give them a career path, right? You can say, I'll hire you into IT as an help desk agent. Um, and you can help solve PC problems, printer problems remotely. But here's a career path in 
a year down the road, you can be an on-site person. In two years down the road, you can be a back-end, whatever, email support person, right? You, in, in three years, you can be the manager of a particular team. Smaller organizations, specifically because of where financial institutions are today, that career path becomes very quickly um, topped, like topped out, right? You, Up and like, out. Where, where are you going to go? Um, I always make that joke, like from my mother's company, I'm the CIO, but I'm also the help desk agent. I'm also the network engineer. I'm also the 24-7 support level person, which means I'm both the top and the bottom end which means I can't go up and I can't go further down. I'm everything. And I think solution providers that specialize in those kind of things um, can really provide tremendous amount of services to our mutual customers. Um, I consider them partners, quite frankly, and provide career paths for the people that we have on our staff that I believe is highly more both lucrative and interesting for the folks that work for us versus going to an institution, um, a financial institution and being a team of one. You're, you're spot on there. I, I could not have said it better. Um, I think ultimately it allows our customers to accelerate their growth, maturity, um, and continue to provide the best value to their employees and their their customers or their, their uh, members. So I uh, yes. agree with that wholeheartedly. I would love to have another conversation with you. I think you and I could carry on for many, many hours talking about this. And um, we get to talk with so many different institutions and see them grappling with the same problems. Um, I think the yep. takeaway for today would be talk to a good service provider to at least get your hands around what you're dealing with, um, if nothing else. And uh, so yes. very much appreciate your time. I know you're on the road. I appreciate taking the time, a few minutes to visit with us. And uh, until next time, have a great, uh, great rest of your week. Thank you very much. You too. Take care, Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode of Empower Solve Project, please subscribe, like, and tell a friend. The Empower Solve Protect podcast is sponsored by Go West IT, your expert guide to the digital frontier.